Good morning, and welcome to Simply AI. It's Friday, January 26th. On today's show, Taylor Swift deepfake pornography sparks renewed calls for U.S. legislation, and there's new hope for early pancreatic cancer intervention through AI-based risk prediction. Plus, we'll discuss the importance of reasoning and reliability in AI. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply AI. We start off with a disturbing trend in the online world. The spread of deepfake pornographic images of pop star Taylor Swift has reignited calls, including from U.S. politicians, to criminalize the practice. Deepfakes use artificial intelligence to create fake but convincing explicit imagery. These images of Swift have been widely distributed on social media, with one image viewed 47 million times before it was taken down. To discuss this further, we have our correspondent, Abby. Can you tell us more about the situation and the reaction it has sparked? Certainly, David. The images of Swift have been seen by millions across social media platforms. The platforms are actively removing the identified images and taking actions against the accounts responsible for posting them. This incident has led to renewed calls for criminalizing the creation and distribution of deepfakes. Yvette D. Clark, a Democrat congresswoman for New York, highlighted that women have been targets of deepfakes without their consent for years. And with advancements in AI, creating deepfakes has become easier and cheaper. What's the current legal status of deepfakes in the U.S.? While some individual U.S. states have legislation against deepfakes, there is a growing push for a change to federal law. In May 2023, Democrat Congressman Joseph Morrell proposed the Preventing Deepfakes of Intimate Images Act, which would make it illegal to share deepfake pornography without consent. Morrell's proposed legislation has not yet become law. Republican Congressman Tom Keene Jr. has co-sponsored Morrell's bill and introduced his own AI labeling act that would require all AI-generated content to be labeled as such. What about the victims of these deepfakes? How are they responding? Swift has not spoken publicly about the images. However, other high-profile individuals have been victims of deepfakes, including politicians like Donald Trump and Joe Biden, and artists such as Drake and The Weeknd. The technology is overwhelmingly targeted at women and in a sexually exploitative way. In 2018, actress Scarlett Johansson spoke about widespread fake pornography featuring her likeness, stating that trying to protect oneself from the internet and its depravity is mostly a lost cause. What about other countries? How are they dealing with this issue? In the UK, non-consensual deepfake pornography was made illegal in December 2022 in an amendment to the Online Safety Bill. The amendment also outlawed any explicit imagery taken without someone's consent. The then Deputy Prime Minister, Dominic Robb, stated that more needs to be done to protect women and girls from people who take or manipulate intimate photos to hound or humiliate them. Thanks for the insights, Abby. It's indeed a complex and troubling issue. Now, let's shift our focus to another complex issue, pancreatic cancer. Scientists from MIT's Computer Science and Artificial Intelligence Laboratory and Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center, BIMC, have developed two machine learning models for early detection of pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma, the most common form of the cancer. 
Here with us to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply AI. Can you tell us more about these models, Celeste? Certainly, David. The two models named PRISM and a logistic regression model were developed using electronic health record data from various institutions across the U.S., ensuring a broad and diverse database. This vast pool of data helps to ensure the model's reliability and generalizability. The PRISM neural network and the logistic regression model have outperformed current methods with PRISM detecting 35% of PDAC cases at a five times higher relative risk threshold compared to the standard screening criteria's 10%. That's quite an improvement. How does this compare to other uses of AI in cancer detection? AI has been used in various ways to detect cancer risk, such as analyzing mammograms and CT scans for lung cancer. However, the PRISM models stand out due to their development and validation on an extensive database of over 5 million patients. The models use routine clinical and lab data to make predictions, and the diversity of the U.S. population is a significant advancement over other PDAC models, which are usually confined to specific geographic regions. Can you tell us more about the journey towards the development of PRISM? The development of PRISM began over six years ago, driven by the limitations of current diagnostic practices, Approximately 80 to 85% of pancreatic cancer patients are diagnosed at advanced stages, where cure is no longer an option. This led to the idea of delving into the wealth of data available in electronic health records. The collaboration between the CSAL group and Applebaum made it possible to understand the combined medical and machine learning aspects of the problem better, leading to a much more accurate and transparent model. How do these models work? and how do they ensure interpretability, which is crucial for gaining the trust of physicians. Both PRISM-NN and PRISM-LR models analyze EHR data, including patient demographics, diagnoses, medications, and lab results to assess PDAC risk. PRISM-NN uses artificial neural networks to detect intricate patterns in data features, yielding a risk score for PDAC likelihood. PRISM-LR uses logistic regression for a simpler analysis, generating a probability score of PDAC based on these features. The team refined the thousands of potentially predictive features derived from EHR of a single patient to approximately 85 critical indicators. These indicators match physicians' understanding of risk factors associated with pancreatic cancer, enhancing the model's interpretability. What are the next steps for the PRISM models? The team aims to expand the model's applicability to international data sets and integrate additional biomarkers for more refined risk assessment. They also plan to facilitate the model's implementation in routine healthcare settings. The vision is to have these models function seamlessly in the background of healthcare systems, automatically analyzing patient data and alerting physicians to high-risk cases without adding to their workload. This could potentially enable interventions well before symptoms manifest. That's certainly a promising development in the fight against pancreatic cancer. Thank you for the insights, Celeste. In a related vein, let's turn to another promising development in the AI field. A group of MIT PhD students interning with the MIT IBM Watson AI Lab are working to improve each step of the process in natural language models, aiming to make AI systems more reliable and accurate. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply AI. Can you tell us more about this research and its implications? Certainly, David. The research is being conducted by Athul Paul Jacob, Mao Hao Shen, 
Victor Butoy, and Andy Peng, who are all interning at the MIT-IBM Watson AI Lab. They're working on improving natural language models in a variety of ways, from using game theory to improve output, to developing techniques to allow vision language models to reason about what they're seeing. Could you elaborate on how they're using game theory to improve these models? Jacob's research is focused on improving the output of natural language models using game theory. His team developed a system that could learn and predict human behaviors and negotiate strategically to achieve a desired outcome. They recast the problem of language generation as a two-player game using generator and discriminator models. The AI system receives a point if it produces a correct answer and no point if the answer is incorrect. This encourages the system's answers to be more truthful and reliable. And how are they addressing the issue of hallucinations in language models? Mao Hao Shen's group is working on this issue. They're using uncertainty quantification to calibrate language models when they are poorly calibrated. They developed a technique that helps tune the confidence output by a pre-trained language model. If a model is overconfident in its prediction, their system can detect it and make it less confident, and vice versa. What about the work being done to enhance vision language models? Victor Butoy's team is working on techniques to allow vision language models to reason about what they're seeing. They're using a model that can guide the vision language model to make it easier for it to understand key phrases and relationships. For instance, if the model understands left, the research team wants the model to be able to answer other questions involving left. And how are these advancements being applied in the world of robotics? Andy Peng's group is focusing on assisting people with physical constraints using virtual worlds. They're developing two embodied AI models in a simulated environment. They're leveraging semantic priors captured by large language models to aid the helper AI to infer what abilities the human agent might not be able to do and the motivation behind the actions of the human using natural language. That's fascinating. It's clear that these advancements in natural language models could have far-reaching implications. Speaking of advancements, OpenAI, the Artificial Intelligence Research Lab, is making some changes to its models and pricing. The company has released several new models and reduced the price of API access. This is mainly of interest to developers, but it also provides a hint at what future consumer options might look like. Here to delve into this is our correspondent, James. Can you tell us more about these changes and what they mean for users? Certainly, David. The model that most people interact with is GPT 3.5 Turbo, often through ChatGPT. It's become a sort of industry standard. It's also a popular API, being lower cost and faster than GPT 4 on many tasks. So users will be pleased to know that input prices are dropping by 50% and output by 25%. This is significant, especially for text-intensive applications, like analyzing entire papers or books, where the tokens can really start to add up. So, it seems like OpenAI is trying to stay competitive. Are there any updates to the models themselves? Yes, GPT 3.5 Turbo is getting a new model version, 0125, which includes various improvements. OpenAI hasn't specified what these improvements are, but they're likely aimed at enhancing performance. GPT-4 Turbo also gets a new preview model, also 125, which is designed to complete tasks like code generation more thoroughly and reduce instances of laziness where the model doesn't complete a task. That's interesting. 
Are there any other new models or features we should be aware of? Yes, there are a few. GPT-4 Turbo with Vision, also known as GPT-4V, is set to launch to general availability in the coming months. There are also several new and improved text embedding models, which are more relevant for those on the technical side. Additionally, OpenAI has released a new version of its free moderation API, which identifies potentially harmful text. This could be useful for those looking to augment their moderation needs. It seems like OpenAI is continuously evolving and adapting. And with that insightful note from James, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply AI. We'll see you back here tomorrow.